You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 121, the solo series. Welcome to episode 121 of She Runs the Show, Cassandra Von Worsley here. I have been wanting to talk about this book, this movement, this concept. I mean, you've heard me talk about Choose Yourself on some of the podcast episodes, but I don't want to talk about this, just spend a whole episode on this book because it is such a game changer for a very long time. So when I tell you I had fun creating today's episode, I really had fun with it because not only did it give me the chance to go back through and skim my notes and reread Choose Yourself by James Altucher, it was a reminder of why this book is a must read, must have actually on your bookshelf and on Audible and on Kindle version and be in the Choose Yourself Facebook group. It is such a game changer for every entrepreneur out there. So I'm going to talk in today's episode, as you can tell, about what James Altucher taught me about choosing myself through reading his book. And the the full title of the book is Choose Yourself, Be Happy, Make Millions, Live the Dream. And the first time I came across James Altucher's work was actually, I was listening to a podcast interview that he did with Lewis Howes on School of Greatness. So that was the first time I ever came across James Altucher. And I loved his interview. I think he's done more than one interview on the School of Greatness podcast, but I loved everything he had to say. And in this interview, James Altucher and, you know, go to YouTube, look up Lewis Howes, look up School of Greatness podcast, find James Altucher's first interview. He talks about, and he talks about in this book, how he lost everything. You know, we're talking millions, like sold companies for millions, made millions, lost millions, that he would go through this pattern in his life consistently where he would make millions, then lose everything. I'm talking everything, not even one million left over. He would make millions and then lose everything. And then uh, he'd have to hustle and build it back up again. And he'd make millions and lose everything. And then he, he realized after repeating this pattern enough times that he stopped to ask himself, you know, what, what help when I, when I keep playing out this pattern of gaining it all and losing it all, what gets me back to the gaining it all perspective? And what he discovered about himself was this whole choose yourself movement. And he spends the entire book really going through and outlining how he was able to choose himself the results that it produced. He gives you very specific tactics and strategies and daily things to do. And I'm not going to use this episode to go into the full glory and greatness that is his book, because I think you ought to buy the book. And I'm I'm serious about being super traditional when I say get the actual book. I'm flipping these pages. I love this book. I, I love how big it is. And I have it on Audible and I listened to it before I even bought the book. I listened to it on Audible. Get it in every form you can get it because it is something you're going to want to reference all the time. What I really want to do together on this episode is I, I want to share with you my choose yourself perspective and journey based on what this book has taught me and continues to teach me every single day. And I hope that 
you can relate to this, whether you're starting a business or you've got a business going, or you are closing one business and starting another, or you're just thinking about the idea of becoming an entrepreneur. This book and, and what he talks about in it, it literally needs to be the framework of all entrepreneurial education, period. Because until we get what's in this book, we make a ton of mistakes that we don't need to make. So this is a book for me. Uh, it, it's right up there with Marianne Williamson's A Return to Love. It's, it's To me, this book and Marianne's book, right? the two are just side by side in terms of how often I look at them and, and how much I apply what's in it to my life. You know, there are certain books that you read and you go, well, that's good. And I got a tip here and a tip there. And, you know, that's great. And and you get something from them. But then there are these other books, right? So for me, it's Choose Yourself. It's A Return to Love. It's Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way. There are these other books that live in you and, and then start to become the way that you live. And for me, Choose Yourself is that book. It's that book where... Part of what's evolved from Choose Yourself for me is I'm, I'm creating this Never Settle Again virtual summit. And a lot of that was born in me reading Choose Yourself and applying Choose Yourself and realizing how many people settle every single day for, I was about to cuss, for things they should never ever settle for. Period. The end. So, it wasn't just that this book came at the right moment and, and I got great tips from it. It literally evolved the way that I saw myself and what I was doing and the way that I saw my life and relationship to my business and what I was doing. And so I want to use today's episode to, to share with you what my journey, what my choose yourself journey has, has been about because I learned a ton of things from James in this book that literally have transformed the way that I run my business. So let's start with a couple of things. So what I love about the Choose Yourself book is that James tells you about his life. He talks about his failures. He talks about the things that he's done. And let's start with this quote on page three. So on page three of his book, he says, this kind of thing hasn't just happened to me once or twice, but many times. In the past 20 years, I've failed at about 18 of the 20 businesses I've started. I've probably switched careers five or six times in various sectors, ranging from software to finance to media. I've written 10 books. I've lost multiple jobs. I've been crushed on the floor, suicidal, desperate, anxious, depressed. And each time I've had to reinvent myself, reinvent my goals and my career. On most occasions, I didn't realize what steps I was repeating over and over, both positive and negative. Once I achieved success, I would inevitably return to my negative habits and start squandering my good fortune. That is one of the, one of the most powerful quotes in the book because I think we all do this. We do this in life. We do this in career. We do this in business. We all have patterns, which are our comfort zones. And so for me, I... After reading this book, I realized that I have positive and negative habits. So what I found for myself was that when I was in a phase of really focusing on my fitness, 
I would drop business completely. Like I would get to a moment where I go, if I don't have health, I don't have anything. Therefore, I, I'm not going to do these late nights. I'm not going to do these early mornings. I'm not going to kill myself to get my business done. So what I would do, and this is my one of my negative habits, is I would, when I was in a phase of, I had been pulling so much time, putting so much time in my business that I was just eating whatever I could pick up, all the crap in the world, not counting my calories, not lifting weights, not doing carbs cardio. So once I'd done that for a year or so, you know, and yeah, my business was growing, but so was my waistline, you know, so then I'd pack on 30 or 40 pounds. And then after a while, I stopped wanting to do YouTube videos, or I'd stop wanting to do live streaming, or I'd stop wanting to go speak at events. And then I'd hit that threshold of pain, where I'd go, I, I can't, have this extra body fat on my body. So then I would go into panic mode about that. And I'd say, well, if this business is going to cost me my health, it's not worth it. I dropped the business like it was hot. And then I'd go full fitness mode. So now I'm doing three hour workouts every single day, which by the way, I do three hour workouts now, but, but I'm not in that pattern anymore. And I'm going to get to that in a second. So then I do three hour workouts every day and then, you know, I'd be obsessive about tracking my calories and I'd be obsessed about low, you know, low carb and, um, meal planning and meal prepping. So I made that my business, so to speak. And then after a year of that, I would, yes, be tight, lean, toned, whatever. I'd be, you know, at a better weight, feeling amazing, but then I'd not done anything in my business for a year. So even getting on stages at that point was out of the question because I now had to ramp back up into business. And I spent many times over a period of about 10 years doing that fitness business seesaw because in my mind, I believed that it was one or the other. I didn't see that I could have both. I, I didn't see a way that that was possible. And yeah, you know, it had a lot to do with at the time I had newborns and babies and divorce. And there was just a whole lot of stuff going on. But it was my negative habit. It was my pattern to have an either or mentality when it came to health and wealth. And so that's what I lived. And when I read Choose Yourself, you know, James puts it, gets very clear on what we, you know, what we should be doing every day to choose ourselves, what that means, what that looks like for the physical body, the spiritual body, the emotional body, the mental body. And so what I loved about reading this book and really taking it in is for the very first time in my life, I stopped settling for an either or mentality when it came to fitness and business. Now I had to make a clear decision about what was number one for me, what needed to happen every single day, and trust and believe that the other thing that was number two would find its way on my calendar, would have its time. Maybe not first thing in the morning, but it would have its time. So the way that that has translated into me choosing myself is that I now wake up first thing in the morning and the very first thing that I do is I lift, I do yoga, I meditate, I work out for a long period of time. And it doesn't matter what has to get done in my business that day at all. It literally doesn't because I'm choosing myself because I'm putting my health first. Now, that doesn't mean I totally dropped business for health. I'm not doing the either or thing that I've done for so long. What I'm doing is I am, I am taking a stand for me. 
by saying that I know I feel amazing when I work out. I know I feel incredible when I lift. I know when I get on that spin bike and I do Peloton, it is exhausting and I can't wait for it to be over. But once I've showered and I've had a big breakfast, I I feel like I handled that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I've handled that. So it took me until I really got the message of this book to give myself permission to choose myself first and to make my workout a first thing in the morning non-negotiable without feeling guilt about not putting my business first thing in the morning. Do you see where the issue is? For me, it was always like, well, what's more important, my workouts or my business? And if I'm working out first thing in the morning, then I shouldn't complain when my business isn't doing what I want it to do because I'm choosing working out over my business and how irresponsible is that? That's the inner chatter that for over a decade had been going on in my head and you could see it in my life because I would have periods where I was really fit and periods where I was really not fit. And so, you know, the not fit periods was about, you know, putting all my time into business and the really fit periods was dropping business like it was hot. But that's not sustainable and it's not healthy. And so reading this book and implementing this book was really for me about giving myself permission to put myself first without the guilt, without the shame, without the the idea that I have to choose this or that, that life has to be a this or that decision, when in fact life can be a both decision. So now I do both. I work out first thing in the morning. I don't second guess it. Doesn't matter how much business stuff I got on my plate and I still get business stuff done by the end of the day. I'm not moving at an adrenaline pace in my business, but I don't think that was working for me anyway. So for me, that was one major lesson in that, that I, I did not understand fully until I read Choose Yourself. Now in Choose Yourself, here's what James has to say on page four. And I, and I love this because I'm going to get to this one in a minute, but I talk about this a lot on the She Runs the Show podcast. He says on page four, we can no longer afford to rely on others and repeat the same mistakes from our past. The tide has come in and with it has come dramatic change to the landscape of our lives. As we will see in the next few chapters, the middle class is caved in, jobs are disappearing, and every industry is in the process of transformation. In order to keep up, individuals have to tra- transform also. So he, he does talk about the landscape that's that's been changing for the last 10 or 20 years, really since World War One and II. And he, and he really goes into why, why we've got to focus on choosing ourselves and why we have to buck the current that says everybody should be the same and, and you're not valuable because you're you. You know, there's this whole, this is why I, I am so big on teaching women how to win in business so they never again have to settle in life. Because when you go the corporate direction, when you work for somebody else, their biggest thing, their biggest thing is to make sure that you're replaceable. I don't care where you work. I don't care how much you love it. Their biggest thing is to make sure that if they decide they don't want you here tomorrow or you decide you don't want to be here tomorrow, that you can easily be replaced. They want interchangeable parts. So any part of you that is individual, any part of you that's unique, any part of you that is vibrantly different, they don't want that in the mix of what you're offering to them because then 
you are no longer disposable. Then you can sort of stand on your own and then you become a problem because what happens if they need you? That's why entrepreneurship is so powerful because the way that entrepreneurs succeed is because they are who they are. It's because they are themselves. They're uniquely different. This is what I say to people that I coach who want to start a business. This is the thing I hear from a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs. Well, what I do is already out there and everybody offers it and everybody's doing it. And I don't really know if I'm going to be any different. And, you know, there are lots of fertility coaches out there. There's lots of life coaches. Here's the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship. It will honor you in terms of revenue as much as you honor yourself. It will choose you as much as you choose you. If you are settling for less than what you deserve, if you think you are a dime a, a, dime a dozen, then that's exactly what you're going to get in the market. Because your business is always a reflection of what you believe about you. But the beauty of entrepreneurship is that once you take a book like James Aldrich's Choose Yourself and you really start to implement what he says to do on a daily basis, you start to come up with amazing ideas every single day. You start to focus on the abundance that exists. You start to think about, man, this is, you know, how many courses can I create? How many books can I write? How many things? And then you take your mind off of like, how do I get it fast, cheap, easy right now? And you start to invest in yourself because you're choosing yourself. You never invest in something you don't think is worth anything. This is what people miss. Nobody invests in something they don't think is worth anything. So if you don't think you're worth anything, you don't have to ask, why don't I feel worthy? Or why am I not doing what I need to do for me? If you don't believe you're worthy, you won't invest in you. But... If you choose yourself, if you start to do those things where you go, listen, I've got to transform me first, then you begin to do the daily work. And then it's less about, okay, how do I get to this goal? And how do I get to that goal? And it's more about how do I transform myself today? My mindset, my thinking, um, how do I serve other people in a powerful way? You know, when I think about today's episode, What my intention is in today's episode is I want you to take hold of this book. I want you to live this book. I want you to start applying the daily practice that he talks about because I want you to make your transformation the most important thing to you because you deserve to be first for you. And then everything else will come from that. The business success, the life success. But if you're putting yourself on the back burner, if you're saying, well, you know, maybe next year or maybe next month or maybe next time, you know, you might not have a next time. How about that? You might not get a next year. You might, you know, I mean, here's the, at the end of the day, without being morbid, I love that Ryan Holiday and he wrote The Obstacles Away, really talks about Marcus Aurelius. And and Marcus Aurelius has a quote about, you know, like, you might not get tomorrow. So knowing that, how are you going to do today? That's the thing about choose yourself. It is this practice of being present and available for life and knowing that your freedom is right here, right now. It's not at a certain amount of savings in your savings account. It's not at a, a certain price point for a new program. It's not... uh after you make a certain amount of money in your business, your freedom is right here, right now, but you are the wielder of your freedom. You are the creator 
of your life. Every moment is an opportunity to choose yourself. But if you've been living in patterns that reflect a lack of self-care, a lack of self-love, a lack of believing that you're worthy, and just sort of hustling for your worthiness all over the place, then there's no wonder why you don't feel free and you don't feel abundant and you don't feel joy because you're the one shutting you down. So this is a really powerful thing. Here's the other piece. You know, there, there are three key points that I'm going to cover in James, uh, James Altucher's book, Choose Yourself. There's so much more to this. And I'm going to tell you, I'm intentionally not talking about this so much more that's in this book because I'm not going to give this to you free and easy. I want you to buy this book. I want you to live it. I want you to practice it. And then you can always send me an email, drop me a live line, leave me a comment and just tell me how it's changed your life. In fact, Follow James Altucher on Instagram and leave him a comment. Tell him how he's changed your life because it really will. But I want to talk about three points that for me in this book were absolute game changers. Point number one that was an absolute game changer. Your inner fire. He talks about your inner fire. You know, I wrote a book called Find Your Fire recently. And again, this is another consequence of of me really being impacted by this book choose yourself that's where my book find your fire came from was reading this book so i had that light bulb moment and i these this moment this whole concept of inner fire has come in and out of my life most of my life but i had a really big aha moment reading choose yourself and here's the aha moment your inner fire matters to your life and business success a lot but that's not the aha moment that I had. I, I sort of always knew that. But in the book, this is what James says. He says, the only real fire to cultivate is the fire inside of you. Nothing external will cultivate it. The greater your internal fire is, the more people will want it. And then he goes on to say later in that passage, every time you say yes to something you don't want, your fire starts to go away. Boom, there was the light bulb moment. For me, let me just say it again. Every time you say yes to something you don't want, your fire starts to go away. Do you know how that, that one sentence dropped me? Like it's, it stopped me right in my tracks because when I read that line for the very first time, every time you say yes to something you don't want, your fire starts to go away. I had to get super real with myself about how many times in my life I have said yes to something I did not want and then wondered why my fire had went away. In the moment when we're saying yes to stuff we don't want, we think we're being kind, we think we're being nice, we think we are um, meeting people halfway. I think a lot of us who are raised, I'm the oldest child in my family. I think a lot of us who are oldest children, we learn pretty early that, that we're the caretaker for everybody else. And so we sacrifice and we, um, you know, we take the high road, we do the noble thing, uh, which ends up biting us in the butt a lot of the time, because if you don't choose you, you can't really choose anybody else. And, you, and your giving really isn't giving a hundred percent. But I had to really look at my life and look at my business. And I had to say to myself, what in my life and business am I saying yes to that I don't want? You know, I had to look at how many one-on-one -on -one clients do I have and how on fire am I for that? Not really. So I completely cut down my one-on-one -on -one clients. 
But I had to look at that for a minute. I had to look at why am I doing one-on-one coaching with so many people if I don't want that? And I don't. So I don't do that anymore. I have very few clients one-on-one. Um, I had to look at what am I focusing on in my business? What am I teaching? There was a time when I was a pre-divorce strategist. And I got to tell you, I, I helped a lot of people, but it, every time I had to do a call with somebody to just hear what they went, what they are going through pre-divorce and the struggles and the custody, it just had me reliving my own first divorce and custody battle. And it was emotionally draining. And so this line really stopped me. And I had to, I had to evaluate in my life and business, where am I saying yes to something that I don't want? Because that's why my fire isn't where it needs to be. Because I'm saying yes to stuff I don't want because I think it makes me a nice person, a good person, a normal person, when really what it's doing is killing my fire and I'm the one who's killing it. So number one thing that was one of my big aha moments with this Choose Yourself book is your inner fire matters to your life and business success a lot. And every time you say yes to something you don't want, your fire starts to go away. Here's the second aha moment I had with this book. And it was just what I was talking about before. Health comes first. You know, on page 47, James Altucher says, it is from a foundation of health in all four bodies that you build the platform to choose yourself. In other words, you can't even be in the right space of mind and body to choose yourself unless health comes first. You've got to be in a perspective where you can, on a daily basis, challenge your mind and your body, make both of them sweat daily, as he says in the book. And you've got to find a way to be present and to give up this constant yanking and need for control. All of us control freaks out there can relate to that, can't you? Where you're like, I want, I, I want everything to go. And, and then at some point it gets so heavy that you let the burden of control go because it's just too heavy to carry around anymore. What if we could release that sooner? What if we could release that earlier? James talks about how to do that in this book. He talks about something as simple as deep breathing and what happens when most of our society lives in shallow breath. We're like constantly in panic mode with our breath and how it's so important just to be able to go just to be able to take a deep breath, calm down the pace of our life. But to do that, We've got to have a foundation of health. So that was another aha moment for me that really changed where I put fitness in my life, where I put nutrition in my life. And listen, I don't eat perfectly. I'm not as strict as I used to be. I, you know, I have fries in my air fryer like three or four times a week at least, right? I love my French fries, but it's in proper perspective. So health comes first. That was my second aha moment. My third aha moment was this whole concept. And, and I've been feeling this for a while, but what James did for me in Choose Yourself is he confirmed what I was feeling was true, which is forget about finding your purpose. And, and when I work with, with aspiring women entrepreneurs, this is what I tell them all the time. Pick a business, pick any business that you have talents and skills in that's needed in the marketplace, make it work. Has nothing to do with purpose. You know why? Because what Wayne Dyer said, was true and is true still to this day. You don't choose your calling. Your calling chooses you. 
It's always evolving. It's always changing. So in Choose Yourself, this is what James Altucher says on page 74. He says, a lot of people say to me, I'm 25 years old and still have no idea what my purpose in my life should be. When Colonel Sanders was 25, he still had yet to be a fireman, a streetcar conductor, a farmer, a steamboat operator, and finally proprietor of a service station where he sold chicken. The chicken was great and people loved it, but he didn't start making real money until he started franchising at the age of 65. That's the age he was when he found his quote-unquote purpose in life. See how that works? Like you never know where everything, where the things that you're working on right now are leading you. I, I did my MBA from 20 to 22. And can I just tell you, I hated every second of that bad boy. Hated it. Hated it. Almost dropped out three classes from graduation. When I got to managerial economics, I realized it had trig and calculus in it. And I'd never taken calculus at all because I went to a liberal arts undergrad and learned about sociology and French and psychology and poli-sci, but nothing hard. <laughs> right? Not to say that Vassar wasn't hard, but it was my cup of tea. I'll put it to you like that. So I hated that MBA, but I had no idea in that moment where doing that MBA was going to take me and why it was so pivotal to everything that I now do. I'm not saying the MBA is essential to how I run my business, but from doing the MBA, doing the thing I hated in the moment, created so many other opportunities and so many other doors opened that could not have opened without it. But I could have, I could have never, there was no way while I was doing my MBA at Auburn for me to look ahead and see that, oh yeah, this is how it's going to play out. I had no idea how it's going to play out. And here's the thing, neither do you. We're all sitting around going, well, I got to know my purpose and I got to know why I'm here. And, you know, can I just help you out with this? A, re-choose yourself because you need to get clear on this whole finding a purpose thing. B, God put everybody here and each individual person here with tons of purposes and missions. Ton I mean, more than you're going to get done in a lifetime. More. So you wanting to meditate under a rock for years so you can figure out what your true purpose is so then you can decide to build a business is nothing but excuses and wasting time and wasting time that you don't have and that the tribe that you're meant to serve doesn't have either. So... It was a Utah moment for me when I realized that in reading this book, it confirmed in my spirit that I'm not here just for one thing. You know, I'm not here just to be a mom. I'm not here just to be a business owner. I'm not here just to be a motivational speaker. I'm not here just to be an author. Like there are so many purposes to what I'm here to do that I'm going to have no idea about until I actually get in and do them and probably still will have no clue that that was an actual purpose of my life until I'm way beyond it looking back at, on it, that it is a total and complete waste of my time to be searching for my purpose. I don't search for my purpose. I do what feels right right now. I focus on the things that feel right right now. And right now what feels right to me is creating this never settle again summit and teaching women how to win in business so they never again have to settle in life. Will that still be my purpose 10 years from now? No, probably not. I mean, listen, I've written books about overcoming fear. I've written books about finding your focus. I still teach a course on the focus mindset formula. I have so many different purposes. I'm not going to limit myself to just one thing and think I have to commit to doing it forever and ever. Neither should you. Neither should you. So at the end of the day, here's what I want to say. 
This book, Choose Yourself, Be Happy, Make Millions, Live the Dream by James Eldicher is a powerful book. I keep it on my desk. I keep it in my book bag when I travel because I want to remind myself constantly about those positive and negative habits that I've done throughout my life that either lead me in a downward spiral or build me back up. And I want to stay in the built back up phase of things. And this book and the daily practice and the things that are in it on mornings when I, you know, some morning, there are plenty of mornings when I wake up and I, at four o'clock in the morning and I go, man, I really should record a podcast episode. I'm a day behind, or I really should write a medium post. And first thing I go to choose yourself to, to, and then I say to myself, "Uh uh-uh, doesn't matter how far behind I am in my business. I'm choosing myself. I'm going to work out. I'll figure out the rest later today. And I do. So I would say if you're struggling with this idea of how do I fit everything in or how to have my best life or I don't feel free right now, how do I feel free? Go get this book, Choose Yourself, James Aldicher, because until choosing yourself becomes the framework, the foundation by which you live, nothing else will work long term. You will not sustain it. You'll have it for a little bit then it will go down and then you'll have to rebuild yourself back up again and it'll just be this pattern of positive and negative all the way through. And listen, if you're like me and you're like, I have been in that spiritual classroom for 40 years and I'm ready to graduate. If you're ready to graduate from that spiritual classroom, buy that book, implement it. And here's the other thing. If you know that your inner fire has been going out because you've been saying yes to a lot of things that you don't want, I want you to join me for the Never Settle Again virtual summit that will be happening in the next two to three months. Sign up for the updates. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash never again updates. I'm going to be sharing with my list. For those of you who sign up at tinyurl.com forward slash never again updates, exclusively with my list, you're going to find out who the the, the lineup of speakers are, uh, what we're going to be talking about. You're going to get early access pass. You're going to get the agenda. You're going to get some extra materials. You're going to get all sorts of things when you sign up for this. Then for this, you're going to sign up when it officially launches and rolls out. So if you know your inner fire has been, you know, stifled, by saying yes to stuff that you don't want. That means there's settling happening. And settling always means there's a worthiness issue. And this never settle again summit is going to deal with your, mine, ours, our worthiness issue. So be sure to sign up for updates at tinyurl.com forward slash never again updates. Okay. So thank you for listening to this episode. I've, I've wanted to talk about choose yourself for at least a year at this point. (laughs) So I'm finally glad that we get to talk about it. Starting in the next episode, we're going to have a few interviews with people. I've been promising interviews for a long time. We're going to have some great interviews, some drop the mic (sighs) interviews, and then we'll go back into a solo period. Typically on this show, when she runs a show, especially for those of you who are new, most of it is going to be solo episodes. And that's time that's time crunches and other things that are involved with my schedule that just do not permit this to be an interview-based show. A lot of it's going to be solo episodes, but every few months I'm going to intermingle a week or two of interviews and you are not going to want to miss out on the people that I'm bringing on the show because they are rocking it in business, rocking it in life, and they have wisdom to share about how you can develop your emotional intelligence as a business owner as an individual, as somebody who's ready to contribute and serve the world. So thank you for listening. I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.